Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the Micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, the community manager at Micro.blog, and for this episode, I am very pleased to welcome Martin Feld, who is at Martin Feld on Micro.blog. Hello, Martin. Welcome to Micro Monday. How's it going? Hi, Jean. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, I've sort of uh, been really looking forward to the opportunity to be on this since you invited me, so thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I just look forward to talking to people from Micro.blog. And, you know, if I had unlimited time and resources, I would just come around and do these interviews in person. But that's not that's not the situation right now. So. <laughs> yes, we, we are separated by a number of time zones. But thank you. Yes. For the <laughs> I had to really do the calculation, especially now with daylight savings time. Um, but luckily, there's software that figures that stuff out for us. Absolutely. And just to throw a spanner in the works, the state immediately above us, so it's actually in line, is actually an hour behind. They don't do daylight savings. Really? So. Yes, yes, just just to confuse. Oh wow. Before we get started into the whole chit-chat about microblogs and and you know, the online writing and guinea pigs, uh why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Okay, so uh I live on the east coast of Australia in a city called Wollongong, which is 90 minutes driving south of Sydney. Um I've lived here my whole life, done a bit of traveling, of course, you've got to get out of the bubble sometimes. But um, yeah, it's a beautiful coastal city. And we're sort of uh, on a narrow land strip between uh, Tasman Sea and uh, a mountain escarpment. And uh, yeah, I live here, I work in digital marketing and communications at uh, an Australian uh, steel manufacturer. And, you know, mm. uh, I uh, am married to my beautiful wife, Natasha, and we proudly have uh, two guinea pigs, which I'm sure we'll talk about, and also two budgies. Uh, their names mm. are Paco, Coco, Rogue, and Rio. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, um, I, I really love the sort of world of digital communications and writing. And that was the sort of thing that, uh, you know, led me to, I suppose, become interested in micro.blog and trying to read and write more for leisure. Yeah. Well, so yeah, how how did you first uh, come to micro.blog? What what got you interested? Um, it might be a sort of typical path, but I found out through a podcast. I was actually listening to um, ATP, mm -hmm. um, Accidental Tech Podcast, and I think it was uh, Casey, who many micro.bloggers would probably know, who was sort of lamenting some of the recent things that have been happening with Twitter and it was political and, you know, what are some of the alternatives out there? Where, where can we sort of have online communities away from all of this doom and gloom? And micro.blog came up and I thought, well, this is sounds pretty cool. And uh, what really um, interested me when I went to explore it was this sort of I mean, my interpretation was that it's this sort of fusion between traditional blogging, the idea that you have this free space on the internet to just express yourself as you wish, and it's really clean and simple and minimalist, but it also has that side of social networking and chat, which is sort of kept in a separate space. And I thought, well, this is this is pretty cool. And I hadn't really done proper blogging for a while on uh, my other side, which I still maintain, but it, it just really encouraged me to start um, exploring writing for fun again <laughs> and just meeting new people, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. That is what we're here for, to be an alternative to that. You know, we get to learn from the mistakes that were made uh, by other platforms and things that they didn't think of in advance. And um, that is one of the things I do really respect Manton for 
wanting to not just make something like Twitter, but something yeah. quite unlike Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, and it's really that human curation element and that personal sort of level of service or communication that I've liked, because I'll be honest, in certain, I mean, while I work in digital communications, there are sort of uh, web publishing and more technical things that I'm pretty much a bit of a novice at. And I reached out to Manton at one point to ask him a question. And within a day or two, he responded to me. And I thought, how many people are you responding to all the time with these sort of silly mm -hmm. questions? And he was so personable and you've been the same. And it's just, um, it's been a real sort of uh, eye opener about how human such a service can be, whereas some of the others have sort of lost that, I think. Yeah, we do value the human uh, touch uh, overall and not just what we Manton and I do, but everybody. I mean, what I really like is how this many people have contributed to the platform in various ways and, and are mm. passionate enough about it to do, you know, wikis and help sites and such to help other users. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been a genuine level of sort of replies and communication, perhaps, you know, even just based on the absence of some sort of like or favorite button or retweet. It's just, um, <laughs> I've put something out there. And someone's responded and I've gone, oh, thank you. That's nice. <laughs> thank you for the genuine answer. <laughs> How refreshing, you know. This is great. Yeah, no, it's true. So so you say you have another blog that you've been working on like um, before you came yes. to micro.blog. What kind of blog was that? Well, that blog actually started when I was at university because I was doing a communications degree uh, here locally in Wollongong. And I thought, okay, I better get into this. It was encouraged through assessment. And they were saying, look, if you're going to be a digital communicator, you need to have some sort of space carved out on the internet where you can express yourself or put ideas, whether it's for academic or career purposes or whatever. And I thought, okay, that's good. But over the years, I was sort of a bit lazy with it. You know, other assignments got in the way, you know, work, life, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things, relationships, and it sort of fell by the wayside. And uh, I, I was always trying to get back into it. And then, as I explained before, micro.blog came along. And it was actually micro.blog which encouraged me to rethink the way that I use social media and how I used that other blog. Mm -hmm. And so um, I suppose what I liked about micro.blog and what encouraged me with the other one is that you know, I was, I'd left Facebook, you know, I deleted my sort of main profile there. I don't use Instagram anymore. I still use sort of Twitter, um, for certain interests and, and sort of cut down the number of, uh, things and, and content that I follow. So micro.blog became my replacement, uh, in essence for all of those other quick things, mm -hmm. um, whether it be posting photos, communicating with people and so on, um, and encouraged me to use my other blog um, to uh, basically for more long form writing. And, and that was the real sort of thing that clicked in my head that, oh, you know, I can keep that other one aside for when I really want to belt out a long idea and, uh, you know, sort of pontificate and carry on about things. But micro.blog can be the space where I dedicate most of my time to just meeting and chatting with people. And I'm aware that micro.blog allows long form writing and I experimented with that and I liked it. But Maybe it's just the sort of nitpicky perfectionist in me or something, but I felt like I was a bit, I felt like I couldn't get in the groove of long and short and I didn't want to spam people with longer stuff. So mm -hmm. I thought, no, th this is, this is a nice balance between the short form and the long form and I can link between them as appropriate. So it's funny that a new blog in the form of the, what I've called uh, Feld Notes, my site has inspired me to write more on my long form one, Lounge Ruminator. So I, I finally got the balance 
so I can write on each of them daily and, and, and get in a good habit. Wow. That, that is really impressive to, uh, to write that consistently. And, uh, but I do hear that from other people and myself included, that mm. there's something about micro.blog and the community that is there that helps me just think about pieces that I want to write. And sometimes yeah. I try to make them short so they'll fit on the timeline, but then sometimes it goes over that 280 character limit and yeah. a title field opens up and I think, hmm, should I just shorten this or should I just, you know, commit? And sometimes it's, you know, one or the other. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. And, and the thing is, like I said, it's not that I think that something with a title doesn't work on micro.blog. It just forced me to rethink about how I actually write. And it actually took the pressure off um, mm -hmm. because I could go, oh, you know, let's keep it brief. You know, let's keep it um, sort of in, in the spirit of microblogging so I can engage with people. And you know what? Let's just make that other one purely about the long stuff. So, you know, there's no how many people read this or how many people engaged with that or retweets or it, yeah. it, it really just made me feel a lot more motivated to actually do stuff online. One of my favorite content uh, features on, that I see from you, of course, okay. is you've got guinea pigs and <laughs> they are so cute. So Coco oh, and Paco, you. right, are their names. And That's right. Guinea pigs online has definitely been an area that has, you know, shaped my online experience and what I want to do on social media. It's kind of weird, but early, early on, so in the 90s, when I first really got online, and I forgot my first guinea pig as an adult, um, I found a listserv, you know, like a, a, a email list, basically, of people discussing guinea pig health issues. And I thought that's pretty fascinating. And everything I learned about guinea pigs really came from this list and and I I thought wow the internet is great you know <laughs> people are just there to help you and of course you know later on I discovered well not everybody is here to help no. you uh, but <laughs> unfortunately but but then uh in the last like I don't know the last few years since I've had the guinea pigs I have now uh Grace and Ada are almost 4 or they are 4 and they um that I, you know, check things out on Facebook. And I did find this guinea pig group called Potatoes with Legs. <laughs> That's accurate. Very accurate. And I, the name just grabbed me, so I joined it because I thought, well, you know, let's see what that is all about. And I saw so many great guinea pig things and, and people who are so lovely and their love of their guinea pigs and, and wanting to help other people. Uh, and then when it was, I, I wanted to quit Facebook, I thought, ah, what will I do without all these guinea pigs? But the fact is that it was too many guinea pigs. <laughs> it was overwhelm. But yes, I, I, I understand your passion around the guinea pigs because they are very uh, cute and sort of fragile little souls. They're, they're, they're hilarious. And, and, and they have this sort of knack for, um, communicating in very amusing ways. It's, it's the weaking mm -hmm. that gets me, the screaming for food. And, and I've seen uh, on, on your micro.blog conversation <laughs> yeah. your posts about the, the wrath of the guinea pig weak. Yes. No, it's true. They, I mean, they are. They're, very, they're quite adorable. There isn't uh, such 
thing is a, an uncute guinea pig. Um, and they do have a lot of special, you know, care requirements. So it is good to be connected with other guinea pig owners and learn what, um, how to take care of them and stuff. But now that I, I'm off Facebook, I realize like, okay, I don't need to be in touch with all the guinea pigs in the world. That's <laughs> but, right. You haven't, you've got other connections. Yes. But at least there's a few people on micro.blog who have guinea pigs and, and will share. So I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah. And I look, I have to say, I mean, the, my, my sort of guinea pig journey, if you want to put it that way, was yeah. kicked off by my wife. She was the, the, um, the one who one day was actually on a university sort of student group and uh -huh. saw that um, this poor young uh, Chinese international student had to um, get rid of her guinea pig because she couldn't have it due to Aww. the sort of rental uh, rules. And that guinea pig ended up being Paco, who's our white one. Mm -hmm. um, and she was just, oh, look, Natasha got in contact with her and, you know, the, the student came over and she was absolutely devastated that she had to get rid of her beloved Stuart, as he was known mm -hmm. at the time, which is probably like a Stuart little reference, I assume. So we said, <laughs> oh, we'll take care of him, we'll look after him. And N Natasha bestowed upon him the new name of Paco, short for Paco the Taco, because she's quite into anything Mexican or Spanish. <laughs> so, and, and then it went from there. And then uh, his adopted brother, Coco, came onto the scene who, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Australian animal, the quokka. Are you I am. I actually am yes. familiar with the quokka. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're really, really cute. And they have this knack for sort of coming up to humans and smiling a lot. And Coco looked almost 100% like a quokka when we first got him when he was young. And it was just, what is this crazy marsupial crossed guinea pig thing? Anyway, they're both very cute. And I, I'm grateful that Natasha sort of uh, introduced the guinea pig way into my life. So <laughs> now I can discuss it with you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Once you have a guinea pig, it's hard to, you know, go back to any pre-non-guinea pig lifestyle that you may have had. So just yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Plus, you have the little birds. Yes, they're great. Um, they're very cute. Um, they uh, provide a lot of uh, sort of. Uh, song and, and, and chirping when I get home of an afternoon and I walk around the house with them on my shoulder and they're very competitive. Rogue um, is the one with the darker feathers. He will always try to be higher than Rio. So they'll sort of fight to get to the top of my collar and sometimes my head. So yeah, you, you're just going to be mindful that I don't fall off in a fight, but uh, yeah, they're very competitive. My question is, have your guinea pigs met your budgies? Yes, actually, I might have to post. I can't remember if I posted a photo some time ago or not, but um, we have this little uh, bed, this little doll's bed from Ikea that Natasha said, we must buy, we must get it for the guinea pig. So we pop Paco and Coco on that bed. And occasionally <laughs> we will bring over Rogue and Rio to sit them on top of the guinea pigs or next to them while they all munch lettuce or grass or something. Oh, so uh, they get along tremendously well. Ah, oh, that's so sweet. I hope you keep posting photos. I'm not the only one who likes to see them. Just FYI, I know just based on yeah. the uh, response to my own guinea pig pictures that l people love pictures of guinea pigs. Yeah, well, I mean, they're just super friendly. What's not to love? They've just got these permanently stunned looks on their faces. <laughs> That's great. So, Martin, I think we should probably wrap this up. But uh, is there anything you would like to um, add before we do? Um, look, like I said, just uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to be on the show. And it's it's good to find a place uh, like micro.blog where it is possible to meet different people in a, in a forum that's, as far as I've experienced, very open 
uh, very friendly. You meet some very interesting people who have a genuine interest in uh, responding to what you have to say. And I think this today is evidence of that, you know, to meet someone who I think like you um, said on a post uh, and even earlier before that um, I think we studied in the same city of Freiburg on exchange in Germany and yes. we have this guinea pig interest. And there are people out there who share interests, whether it's technology or art or music or whatever. I, I, I would strongly encourage anyone to jump on and give it a go and try something a bit different. Well, that that sounds great. I, I, I second that. And um, listen, folks, if you want to follow Martin, he is uh, um, blah. <laughs> losing my train of thought. This is what editing is for. <laughs> People always say, like, oh, we'll fix it in post. I'm like, yeah, I will totally fix it in post. <laughs> um, of course. What the, oh, now it's fire truck is going by my neighborhood um but yeah so um so martin really thanks a lot for being here and uh listeners if you want to follow martin on micro.blog there are links in the show notes uh you can go to micro.blog slash martinfeld and i thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you next week mm-hmm.